mouth hurts because I burn it on leftover Mexican. Hashtag worth it. What's what was his name? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> Why are we here? What are we doing? I don't know. It feels like it's late and it's I know. I hate this. Normally I'm like, I don't care, but I'm ready to go to bed and it's not even six o'clock. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm ready to go to bed literally at any moment Same. of the day, but this legitimately feels like I should be getting into bed. Same. Don't like it. Oh, let's see. What have I been watching? I'm going to go first because I don't have that much stuff because... Go for it. I have been so busy. Last weekend, all I did was drive. Literally, all I did was drive. All weekend, just drove forever and ever and didn't even leave the immediate region. I have finished The Midnight Club and Mm. uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really like how it ended. I loved the show for what it was like the stories like part of this show is about these kids they meet at midnight they call themselves the midnight club and they tell like scary stories and that was really one of my favorite parts the the overarching story I honestly for the most part didn't care that much about I didn't really like how it ended but whatever it ended I finished all of the cabinet of curiosities for the most part I'm going to give it a big fat meh. I thought the last one, the murmuring, and I know you thought so too, was excellent. Mm-hmm. It was really just gut-wrenching. It was great. Um, Pickman's Model, which has Ben Barnes in it from The Punisher and from Shadow and Bone. He's so handsome. That was a pretty good one. I watched The Outside. I that, one that one was okay. It was, it was, it was weird, but it was... I love Martin Starks. I've met him in person, and he's fabulous. <gasps> and Kate Micucci, I think she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she used to have a one-woman show called Playing with, with Micucci. <laughs> <laughs> she so, was great. So she just makes me laugh no matter what. Anyways. Um, and let's see. Um, Dreams in the Witch House, I think, is the other one. That has Rupert. Um, oh, yeah. From, from uh, oh, shoot. From Harry, Harry Potter. Potter and, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. And I haven't seen the guy from um, Punisher yet. I I kind of bounced around ones that I thought sounded interesting. And so I, I only, I've only watched, I think, four of them, of those. And I'm only on episode three of Midnight Club because I'm watching it with the kids and they're never home. So Gotcha. Have you watched The Viewing yet, which is the next to last one? No. Oh, that uh-huh. one's really interesting until the last five minutes, and then it's so stupid. It just ruins the whole thing uh-huh. for me. But let's see. I, th- um, I d- finished, finally, Monster Jeffrey Dahmer because mm. I just I felt like I had invested a lot of time in this. I may as well just see it through. And, you know, it ended. It, spoiler alert. Jeffrey Dahmer's dead. <laughs> um, so whatever. It was okay. And that's it. I watched so much stuff, but there are some things I forgot like in the last couple of times. I've watched a bunch of movies. So I watched The Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix. It's with Mila mm-hmm. Kunis. That one was pretty good. I had read the book. Um, I was going to say, how true to the book do you think that it was? It's been a while since I read the book, but I think like, I, I mean, spot on from okay. what I could remember of the book. So I thought it was really good. A lot of really, I mean, it had Finn Whitrock in it. Shut um, up. 
But it had a lot of really good stuff. And it had the girl that plays Jeanette from Cruel Summer in it. The Actually, mm-hmm. I thought the flashbacks, it's supposed to be Mila Kunis when she's younger. Mm-hmm. I thought those were the most interesting parts. But uh, trigger warning, there is a lot of sexual assault in it. So mm-hmm. you might not want to watch that if you don't like that kind of thing. Um, not that I do. I'm just saying that it's there. Um, I watched The Good Nurse on Netflix. That's the one with Jessica Chastain and Eddie Remaine. Mm-hmm. That one was really good. I liked that one a lot. I watched Silent Sisters on Apple about the twin girls in Wales. They were the only um, black family in Wales. And these two sisters. <gasps> oh, I listened to a podcast about that. Yeah. Yeah. The identical twins that they never spoke their mm-hmm. entire lives. And like they ended up that they just decided one day that one of them had to die for the other one to live. So um, the movie is horrible. <laughs> so freaking boring. I get it. But it was boring. Um, just came out last week is Causeway on Apple with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry, who you'd know from Atlanta, or he was in Eternals, and he's been in a bunch of stuff lately. I thought it was really, really good. It's like an indie movie. It's kind, you know, it has some slow parts. There's no real resolution. You know, it's there's no real plot. You're just kind of watching these people's lives. But I thought it was really good. I binged really quickly. I think it's only three episodes, the documentary on Netflix. I've watched a lot of Netflix. Killer Sally. She was a professional bodybuilder and her husband was a professional bodybuilder and she shot him. She claims that he uh, was abusing her and it's kind of similar of that Christy, the boxer lady, who was like the professional boxer and her husband was abusing her. It's a very similar story of like, and like people didn't believe them because they're such strong women that they should have been able to take these guys out. Right, right. But it gets tricky because you find, you find out that he's been having lots of affairs and there's all this stuff going on. So is she guilty or not? I don't know. Mm. I watched the documentary. A lot of Apple and a lot of Netflix. <laughs> I watched the new Selena Gomez doc, My Mind and Me, on Apple. I watched all of it. There's like no new revelations. Most of the filming right. was done in 2016, 28, I think 2016. So it's oh, all weird. really old. Back in 2016, she was diagnosed as bipolar, and she and like she had a mental breakdown. They didn't film that part. Like it's not like that. That's like information. It's just like mm-hmm. it's like months later. This is what happened, and blah blah blah. And then then it flashed to 2020, and then her going back on tour. And I'm like, there's no new information here. I don't know why this mm-hmm. needed to be put together, but whatever. And then I started. I have not finished. I think it's called Low Country, the Murdoch oh, Dynasty yeah. on HBO. About, I mean, just look up the Murdoch murders. There's so much stuff on there, but it's super interesting and a lot of stuff that I haven't seen before. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of Dateline and 2020 things about this. So I enjoyed it and I will probably finish it this weekend. Cool, cool, cool. Anyways, what are we do even doing here? I don't know. <laughs> I'm what just are we rambling about shows I've watched anyways <laughs> that is literally what we do here we talk about shows hello everybody welcome to that so original podcast and this is a show where we talk about streaming television series and movies so we are on brand really with our intro every time we are here today talking about echoes episode six fire seven episodes we're almost done with this shiz Woo! And it's your turn to start. That's what I thought. Okay. So at the end of last episode, we had Gina walking away from where she set the truck on fire with Dylan's body in it. And she was walking away like Joker in Batman, whatever, forever begins or whatever. Or like, uh, 
Angelica. Uh, yeah, Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett, ex- yes. Waiting to exhale. Waiting She's to just exhale. throwing the thing and walking. Yep. Yeah. This episode starts with Gina in the hospital, and she's starting to wake up, and she's flashing back on the crash, and Dylan dying, just starting to die, and telling her to get away from Lenny, and get away, and run away, you and our baby, blah. So she wakes up, and she kind of sits up, and a nurse comes in, and immediately Gina asks about the baby. And the nurse says, oh, I'll get the doctor for you, just a minute. And Gina says, just tell me. And the nurse just says, I'm sorry. And the first thing I said was, I'm sorry, how? Like, okay, she had a miscarriage. Okay. How? Like, the crash? Cost, the crash, the trauma. The stress. The, the stress. Right. But she's not, ble- I mean, I guess they're not showing it, but they, like, her clothes weren't covered in blood. How do they, how? How? I don't know. Like, because she got picked up by the guy, by the truck driver on the side of the road so maybe as she's walking away from the crash she starts having some kind of medical crisis i still don't know why she's in the hospital with a thing up her nose and she's on an iv for what though yeah because she walked away from that crash like like we said like angela bassett like you know just fine I I, I, I don't feel know. like we're missing some steps. Yeah, like, did she get hit by the truck driver? <laughs> I was just getting ready to say. I think I think maybe there were some issues in the editing room, and we've missed a portion of this something story. So, anyways, so as Gina's laying there, obviously very upset that she's lost her baby and Dylan, the nurse says, "We thought you were the girl who went missing because we don't watch the news. You know, we don't do that here." And she said, "But." We called your family and they said, you're just the spare sister and I'll send an Uber for you or something. (laughs) So (laughs) Gina freaks out because she knows Lenny's on her way. So she starts pulling out IVs just before like calmly getting dressed and walking out the door in blood soaked clothes like nothing to see here. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Cut to her like this. We have to do all this backwards crap. I know. It's it's so so dumb. So we have to cut back to her making that call to Lenny about Lenny. The horse thieves are after me. You need to come and help me. Blah, blah, blah. As she's making this call, we see Grandma in the background watching this all go down. We knew it. Yeah. Then we cut to Lenny comes screaming up in her car and walking right on into this woman's house like she always does, like she owns the place. And while she's doing that, Gina runs out to the car and stashes the bloody knife, which, I I mean, she hung on to after, like... Right. Was that in her purse at the hospital? Yeah, or, like, she she thought to grab that before she blew the car up, so mm. whatever. So she stashes the bloody knife under the seat of Lenny's car, and Grandma is all, like, end scene, and takes a <laughs> bow, <laughs> because she has been faking all along, and she loves Gina enough to ruin one of her favorite pots for her, so obviously true love. <laughs> so then we cut to the police following Lenny. That time that Lenny was like dazed and driving and the police camp behind her and pull her over and then we see her getting taken to the police station where she sees Gina and Gina's like, checkmate, bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> so now Lenny is being interviewed by Floss and she's saying, Gina set me up because, you know, she's unstable, always has been. And Floss comes back with, you're going to need a stronger motive than she's prone to mood swings. And I laugh. And Lenny says, no, well, don't you think it's strange that you got this photo of this, like, transaction of me and the horse thieves, and it was emailed from an unnamed source, and I was like, who's got an unnamed source email? Like, how do you do that? Because help a girl out, I want to know how you do that. 
Because, I mean, you can't just redirect back to your computer, but whatever. <laughs> and then she's like, and she's like, this unnamed source sent you an email. And then an anonymous caller called you and told you that I had evidence of a crime in my car. Was the voice who called a girl? And I was like, well, is she really that stupid? Couldn't she have somebody else call? I mean, she's got <laughs> friends. She could have one of these drug people, like, make exactly. a call. And Floss says, well, you know Mount Echo. We get lots of crimes where a neighbor, a business partner, or a sister turns someone in. If it was Gina, she's been a big help. Because we were totally fucked on this one. So... Lenny's <laughs> <laughs> like, or maybe Gina has more information than she's sharing. So Floss gets mad and comes out and immediately arrests Gina because she's just on a tear. Like, this girl made me look <laughs> stupid. And says, I'm arresting you for the death of Robert Craghorn or something. I don't know. Who died in a fire in an abandoned church 25 years ago. You're under arrest for murder. This show is the dumbest piece of shit. I tell you what. How did they get, like, big stars to be in this catastrophe? I don't. Same with, like, pieces of her. Netflix is handing out all the money with shitty scripts. Yes. yes. You see this pile of shit right here? You can have it for a million dollars. Okay, sign me up. <laughs> You can't just arrest someone for a 25-year-old murder because their sister said they did it. My I, sister I don't... did it. <laughs> oh, okay, great. That's all the proof I need. Yeah. Anyway, so now it's Gina's turn in the hot seat. And Floss wants to know why Lenny would cook up a whopper like that. She's like, is there trouble in twin paradise? If my sister was messing around with my boyfriend from over two decades ago that I haven't seen since I was 16, I would be furious too. But Gina is not biting. She's like, well, I didn't know she had a thing with Dylan. See, I'm happily married and I have a great life in L.A. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. And Floss says, who would care about a criminal like Dylan James anyway? And Gina's like, I mean, me, I would. I love him so much. What? Huh? Who said that? I mean, anyway, back to why I'm here. Why do you think I killed some guy I don't even know a million years ago, meaning this Robert Craighorn dude. And Floss says, well, I was thinking you guys were questioned after the fire, but then Dylan left and then I had to drop the whole thing. But then your sister disappears and I'm wondering how all of this ties together. And I said, well, you're not the only one, Sheriff, but this, this, <laughs> makes, <laughs> this makes absolutely no sense. Who wrote this ridiculous shit? I can't. Who signed uh, off on anyway. this? I need to know. I, it's, I can't. It's, it's Mr. Netflix's son. He, like, wrote it. <laughs> hey, remember that, remember that girl with her cat? With the cat, yeah. <laughs> she grew Cruel up. Summer. She's in college now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So Gina starts telling Floss the story about the night of the fire and the Halloween party. She and Dylan are inside the church banging. And you can literally hear the party going on outside i was like so the halloween party was like what in the front yard of this church <laughs> so random mark? so there's a party with god knows how many people hanging around this church but they placed the blame on these random kids who were just trying to get lucky whatever outside the church we see lenny staring in disgust because she knows they're in there doing the dirty then we're back inside they hear the bang dylan goes to check and i was like i don't know is it lenny like throwing in like a firebomb or yeah, whatever who knows like they where never the actually fire come say. from and then 
randomly there's dude up in the upper balcony of the church and Dylan tells Gina to run, save yourself, and he's going to go save random guy. So Gina runs out, Lenny grabs her, and they run. So we've seen this scene before. We're back where Lenny wants to switch with Gina after the fire because she says, everyone saw me at the party all night. So they wouldn't be able to place you with Dylan if you put on what I was wearing. And she's like, I'm doing this to protect you, Gina. And Gina goes along with it. As an aside, we see scenes of this church burning. And I swear, this church is made of matchsticks. The whole thing is engulfed and like explodes. How the hell did Dylan even make it out? Because it blows up the second that Lenny grabs Gina's hand. I have, this is some midnight mass level explosions. Like, Uh what is happening? And did you notice that Lenny is dressed as Cher from Clueless? No! That's her Halloween costume. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I, I made note of that and I was like, oh, share. Because you're just a virgin who can't drive Gina. Way harsh, Ty. Uh, way harsh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she tells her this whole story and Floss says, isn't it suspicious as the only one who can corroborate your story is dead? And Gina says, oh. And you have someone better who can back your theory? Let me guess. That's Lenny. Floss tells her, well, I talked to both of you and you both claim to be at a party. And back in the day, of course, Floss has has investigated all these things. She's been the only cop for generations. She she interviewed the whole Claudia Fallen thing. This, this thing. She's terrible at her job. She's terrible at her job. Because nobody's been able to figure these things out. So she says, I questioned you both back in the time. And you both claimed to be at that party. And no kid at the party could say otherwise. Because he just saw one chair from Clueless walking around. And forgot that there was another one of you. So um, Gina says, that works nicely for Lenny, don't you think? Because everybody just saw Lenny at that party. They didn't say me. Floss is irritated because these two have been causing trouble for years. And getting out of it using their twin powers activate to confuse people. And she's like, you deceive people regularly, don't you? Gina's like, well, as kids, but you might want to ask Lenny how she got that check for 60K that came directly from my bank account. Oh. Oh. This is when Floss goes storming out again. (laughs) God damn it, these people. She's like, oh, that's a good idea. Actually, I should do that. So she goes storming into Lenny's interrogation room. They got, why do they have so many? Apparently they have two now. And whereas before they couldn't even find one to put Jack in. Had to True. Sit in the middle That's of the right. They had to go build them real quick. <laughs> so they're probably doing it at Lenny's house because that's where everything seems to be happening. So she goes storming into Lenny's room and she says, I called Eric at the bank and boy was he pissed that I was calling about this at 3 a.m. Anywho, he remembers that there's some kind of confusion of a missing ID that suddenly reappeared and Dylan was involved. If Gina picked up the check, then how did you get it to hand it to the horse thieves? And Lenny's like, well, duh, you gave it to me at the party. Um, It was a gift, like birthday gift. Hello, it was our birthday. You didn't even say happy birthday because she knows Jack and I are struggling. The tension, obviously, that you witnessed at the party, which everybody witnessed, is about that money. Honestly, I think Gina's just jealous of me and Jack. And Floss comes <laughs> back with, if your life is so wonderful, then why were you screwing Dylan James? She goes, oh, I didn't. I was trying to get him on his feet and out from under me. Floss says, oh, and so getting him back on his feet by stealing ketamine to sell on the streets. Eleni's like, I don't, that wasn't mine. I was holding it for somebody else. I don't even know what you're talking about. 
So Floss gets up, storms out again, and she returns with Lenny and Gina's dad, who, who conveniently asks, why am I here? And I was like, good question. Nobody <laughs> seems to know. Agreed. Why? <laughs> and so Floss leaves, like leaves them alone. And Lenny's like, cool, cool. So um, did you say anything about me and the drugs or anything? I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> I hope you're feeling good. Dad says, well, Floss thinks Gina set that fire and killed that man. Now you're in here because you killed Dylan. Where are Claudia and I going to live? Because you pay all our bills. So get your shit together. And Lenny's like, I'll fix it. I'll, I'll get it. And that's what Dad says. I'll love you no matter what. Meanwhile, Floss is watching this all go down on surveillance cameras with a bowl of candy. This yep. chick never turns down a snack. Like, never. She's popping, I think those are jelly beans or something little. I don't know. But Paula walks in and says, well, the DNA test came back from the cabin. They ran everything and both the sister's prints and DNA were found at the cabin. But we checked all the stuff, like stuff that's been there for a while. And the only thing that's on that are Dylan and Jaina. Floss says, you mean Lenny? I know you got it confused. We all do. It's weird. See, it's confusing because they look alike. And mm-hmm. Paula says, no, I mean Gina. So Floss's eyes get real big and she almost chokes on her jelly bean and she tells Paula to go back through that CCTV footage. She's got an eye there. So, But DNA off a towel and a plate is going to be real confusing on who it belongs to. Yeah. It's not agreed. like it's blood or, you know, fluids or right. something. Or... Right. Because even if one of them went in for a second, I mean, you could wipe your hands on a towel after going to the bathroom and and not even the towel hanging on the wall like some people are barbarians and it's not like I've ever done this where you wash your hands and you just kind of rub them on maybe the top towel in your towel closet I have never done that or moved a plate that was on the table I mean like I said the proof like Floss's idea of proof it just boggles the mind because she's terrible at her job have we not gone over this yes like, we if, we if we wanted to talk about, like, who robbed the candy store, she might figure that one out. But she's not, I mean, this <laughs> twin thing is out of her scope. I mean, who stole the Cheetos? Who stole the jelly beans? It's I'm probably on. Floss. It's always Floss. Yes. So, Floss goes back into the interrogation room with Lenny and asks if they were sharing Dylan. Because, you know, you gotta share everything. And Lenny says, you don't know us. No one does. And I was like, I don't really want to. You guys sound like no. terrible people. Creepy. Boss <laughs> says, okay, well, explain both your DNA at the cabin when Gina says she didn't know you were fucking him. And she says, I think she did. And it was the last straw. It was the last thing she could not share with you or you, her. Which one is it? And she's like, jealous sisters have a proven history of violent outbursts. And I was like, where is that? Where's that? Thank you. That I statistic? was like, uh... <laughs> And then Floss has to pull out all the history. She's like, first Claudia, then the fire, then this. I can't solve any of them. I'm getting real pissed. (laughs) So she says, fighting over an old boyfriend who ends up dead after a botched robbery you were involved in. Lenny very calmly says, I want a lawyer. So that's when Paula busts in and says, I need the sheriff. And I was like, you're in the middle of an interrogation. Go sit down. Oh, Deputy Paula. Jeez. All right, so... Over at the computer with the CCTV footage. I'm so confused by this. I don't understand what this footage is. But anyway, keep going. It took me a minute, too. I was like, is this from the bank? Is this from the It's from the towers? hospital, right? It's from the hospital. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Okay. So Floss literally claps and tells Paula, good work. And now we're back in the room with Gina. 
And Floss is telling Gina how I'm a people person. Because people are just patterns. They're easy to figure out. So anyway, here's the pattern I laid out for Lenny. See what you think. So the two of you have been confusing outsiders for a long time. But when it comes to the emotional side of things, it always seems to point to you. That's how your mother could tell you apart. Gina's the one that feels things. And then she plays the CCTV footage from the hospital. That shows Gina after she stripped her IV and her nasal cannula out and she's getting out of Dodge. She closes the laptop and says, The hospital admitted a Jane Doe suffering a miscarriage. They thought it was Lenny, but it was you. And that baby was Dylan's, right? I mean, it's romantic. That baby was your gift. It's your pattern. I don't understand this pattern I didn't analogy. Understand, I didn't understand it at all. I don't understand what the footage, like, this is this big reveal. And I was like, what did it show? (laughs) She's walking down a hallway. But here's where the pattern gets screwed up. The timeline doesn't work because you only came to town a few days ago. So I'm going to need you to tell me the truth. Okay, number one, how would she know that that's Dylan's baby? It could very well be Charlie's baby. Right. And she suffered a miscarriage before and it was Charlie's. So Exactly. So I don't get why this is her a big aha moment. She says, how would Dylan want you to honor him at this moment? Dylan would say, save your ass, is what I was thinking. (laughs) Gina flashes back to all their lovey-dovey moments together, and she says, he wanted me to go and never look back. So, yeah, there's a pattern. Here it is. I'm going to lay out the real pattern for you. Every year since Maddie was born, Lenny and I have switched lives on our birthday. And Floss just nods and she's like, mm-hmm, you're fucking with me. <laughs> nice try. And I was just laughing. I was like, finally, finally, she's been begging for the truth for six episodes. Someone finally tells her the truth and she's like, nope. Nope, that's the line of bullshit. She starts flipping out about how Gina must think she's dumb. And then Gina starts moving her hands through her hair and pulling it to one side and then braiding it. And her facial expression completely changes to how Lenny's face normally looks, just really innocent and wide-eyed. And then she starts talking in Lenny's voice about how manipulative Gina is. And (laughs) Floss literally leans back in her chair, like getting further away from her because she's like, whoa, this is weird. Is it though? I mean, is I mean they I mean they're even twins. If they, even if they weren't like crazy, I don't know. I feel like this could be so it's easy. It's not that much of a stretch, right? Right. Then she puts her hair back and then she's like, boom, Gina again. See, it's not that hard. You guys are stupid. Did it. Acting. (laughs) Nailed it. We've been fooling people our whole (laughs) lives. She's like, you can't be sure who's on that videotape. Who escaped into the woods with the horses? Who set a fire, pushed Claudia, or killed Dylan? Because nobody knows us except us. And Floss says, okay, okay. That's true. You're right. I don't know shit about shit. But... If what you say is true, then you have been committing identity theft and bank fraud and polygamy. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And Gina's like, who do you mean you? Because I don't even know anymore. I was like, I mean, both of them. Couldn't you just. But it just seems like a stretch. Like, prove. It's just so dumb. I mean, you got this diary, but even this diary's not, I mean. It could just be their dream. Like, they wish they were able to do this every year. Yeah. Um, So, cut to Floss walking into the room where Lenny's being held. And she's like, get free to go. Can't charge either of you if I don't know which one of you did it. Dylan and the fire. Gina told me about the switching on your birthdays. That makes my job a lot harder, but it's going to make yours harder now that everybody knows. So, 
Lenny gets up to leave, and Floss tells her that somewhere along the way, one of you made a mistake, and I'm going to find it. Best of luck finding the lawyer. Then Lenny leaves. Floss walks out into the waiting room where Charlie and Claudia and the dad are all waiting. She's like, oh, I'm releasing them both. And the dad's like, why? Oh, my God. Get rid of them. I hate them. (laughs) And she's like, why don't you just go ask them? And she goes into her office and slams the door. She's like, God, this has been a long night. Long day. Long wait. It's it's been it's been three three days. It's been three days. So, well, it's been three. I mean, she's been dealing with these. Well, that's true. Since they were little. That's so. mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. So, I thought we already did this, but we're gonna do it again. But, <laughs> we're gonna talk about her feelings again. No, this whole Charlie and Gina thing. I, I thought we already we that's already did it. this. Yeah, we already did this in L.A. Uh, but maybe he's not clear about which one he had this out. <laughs> that's with. true. That's so true. they're sitting at the hotel, and Gina's, like, very calm being with Charlie, and I think Charlie's such a creep, and says, oh, it must be a burden lifted telling the truth. And Gina's like, yeah, I read your notes. Why did you go along with it? And he says, well, it took a bit of time for me to be sure, but then I sensed it was what you needed, and that meant sharing you. Then I set aside my feelings to learn how to love you, both of you. And Gina's mm-hmm. like, wait, you love both of us? You are super creepy. And he says, I just wanted to make you become a fully realized person. But, or were you a fully realized person with Dylan, you know, when you were lovers? (laughs) She says, I didn't mean to hurt you. And Charlie says, but it hurts, Gina. (laughs) (sighs) They hold hands and Gina says, what is done is done. So, you know, get over it, fucker. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Back at the farm, Lenny just strolls in the house like nothing's happened, and Jack is drinking. And he says, what the hell are you doing here? You can't actually think it's okay. Floss wants your dress from the night Dylan was murdered because she thinks there's, you know, evidence on it because you're a whore. (laughs) And Lenny's like, who, me? What? No. And he says, how long, Lenny? How many times did you switch? And she's like, I did it for Gina. He says, for Gina? Who gives a shit about Gina? And I was like, wow, rude. She helped raise your child and saved it when it was drowning, but whatever. Right. And he says, how could you leave here for a year at a time and leave Maddie with your sister of all people? And I was like, wait a second. What's wrong with Gina? Like, Well, you know he always has had this thing about Gina and her drama, blah, blah, blah. But now knowing what he knows, doesn't he realize how much she cared and what a good mother to Maddie she was? But if you think back, okay, they say Gina and their drama. But all the drama started after the switching started. But back in the day, like in high school and stuff, he liked Gina. And he liked Gina when she was married to Charlie and when she, like, they had the miscarriage. Everything was fine and dandy. So Lenny is the drama, you Uh dumb-dumb. But, okay, Jack is very concerned about his reputation. Like, he's lived here all his life. And how could he ever walk through town again without people whispering about me? Asking how he didn't know. And I bet he knew and he liked it. And I was like, who cares? Who cares? Just be like, hell yeah, I did. It was great. I did. I did them both. <laughs> yeah. Playa. He says, you ruined my reputation, my business, and our daughter's future. For what? Well, here comes Maddie. Like, you you rang? Hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just comes out bed. And the, she always comes around at the most convenient times. And he says, go to bed. We're talking. She's like, you're fighting. You said it wrong. She goes, so he sends her to bed and he tells Lenny, that's the last memory you will have of, she will have of you. You are not welcome here. And I was like, on what grounds? Like, and I was like, that's gonna... not how custody works, sweetheart. <laughs> Lenny says, you can't keep me away from her. He says, watch me. Now get out of here. Get. 
get scared. Go on now, get. You get on home. <laughs> this is my home. The next morning, here comes Gina strolling into the house with groceries for Claudia, who is not having it because she did not get the gluten-free chips and she's pissed. (laughs) She's like, I don't want you in here. Well, you can't do this. She's like, but it's grocery day. I thought I could help. And she says, by the way, I love Dylan and we were going to run away together. And Claudia's so mad. She's like, and leave me here all alone with dad? (laughs) Thanks. All alone? And I was like, you could leave at any time. There's literally nothing stopping you. Gina says, okay, Claudia, I admit it. I made mistakes, but I'm asking you to listen to me. This last year has been my goodbye to you. I wanted to see you could have a life of your own away from us. So in my own way, I tried to be nice. <laughs> Claudia's like... It was really hard, but <laughs> She's I did. like, in your own way. Claudia's like, wait, it was you who put me on Tinder? Not Lenny? <laughs> Why should I believe you? I hate you. You did this to me. And Gina's like, that's not true. It wasn't me. It was Lenny. And I was like, how are you gonna? How are you gonna prove this shit? I like how. You, how well, she's how? gonna show her the flashback in her head that we. It's all really because that's what they do is they show the flashback the whole time Claudia's looking at her and her eyes are just moving back and forth like she's watching the movie <laughs> screen. And I'm so confused on how this family operates. So flashback. Uh, the twins are fighting on what is this? A oil rig? Where are we at? Like somebody explain <laughs> some it to tower me. That small children should not be playing on top of. It's some rusted out thing. I think it's like a oil thingy, like an oil refinery thing. thing. I don't actually have any idea. So the twins are up there and they're fighting over these damn dolls that are like these dolls from the two thousands, but apparently this is back in the eighties. But they're fighting over these dolls. They're fighting about, this one's mine. Mama put this button on it for me. Blah, blah, blah. And Claudia, you know, being the old sister, comes, come on, you two, break up. That's why I wanted to write your names on them, because you guys are such bitches. Well, the girls all of a sudden just shove her, and Claudia goes over the rail, and someone someone yells, Gina! And Lenny says, she's going to think it was you, Gina. <laughs> It's Real like, smooth, Lenny. <laughs> I know. I was like, if I push somebody, I'm gonna yell somebody else's name too. <laughs> Whap, Kelly. They're gonna think it was you. Well, they're gonna think <laughs> they did it, you, Kelly. <laughs> Gina's like, but it was you. Why did you yell my name? And of course, Lenny, Lenny, at like four years old, goes, "No one's gonna believe that." I'll have to be you for a while. And I was like, why? Why? Like, she's going to take the heat? I don't. No one saw any of this except for Claudia. And Claudia just suffered a traumatic brain injury. Probably it could be like, Claudia, you're not thinking. I'm like, right. she yeah, fell. Can... She slipped. We had nothing to do with exactly. it. So this is continuing this flashback. It's just Gina talking. Just Gina talking. We didn't want anyone to know we switched. I thought Lenny was trying to protect me. I didn't know that for the rest of our lives, that lie would put a wall between you and me, Claudia. And Claudia's like, so what? Who cares which one of you pushed me? You guys all kind of fucked me over. So, And um, you've been sitting on this lie our whole lives. So you could have told me at any time. But only now when you're about to go to, in my notes, say prism. When you're going to go to prism. You decided to tell me, fuck you. And Gina's like, okay, well, here's the bread. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Gina got the fuck out of there and she went over to the Echo Echo. Oh, uh, where Paula walks in and sits down at the table with her. Gina thanks her for coming. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, which one are you? And Gina's like, the clothes, the hair, the name, 
That doesn't matter. The person inside was me, though. I didn't set the fire, and I didn't kill Dylan. Please believe me. Look, I could tell you everything, all the lies I've told, but that wouldn't help. Paula says, so the secret stays secret. For what it's worth, I don't think you killed anyone. But I don't know how to help you. And Gina's like, that's cool, because nobody can, actually. Paula says, I hope you don't disappear, because that never solves anything. And then she leaves. And that scene was completely unnecessary. I thought maybe they'd explain that stupid breakfast of all the bacon, the greens, and the two open bananas. I thought, (laughs) like, we'd get some kind of clarification. Never getting an answer Never, about that, like, nor what their relationship entailed. Like, wait. are they BFFs? Did they hook up one time when they were both drinking a little too much tequila? We don't know. How did they even become friends? How did they even become friends? Right. Okay. Wait, you don't get answers to logical questions. <laughs> are you new here? So Gina's cell phone vibrates and it's dad. And she's like, oh my God, I'll be right there. And she races over to the farmhouse. She runs inside, finds Dan. Dad, dad. Now dad, we're in a totally dip, different part of the country. <laughs> He's a dead dad almost. She finds dad on the floor of the kitchen. He's like, I can't, I, I, I can't. And she sits him up and she says she's calling nine one one. He's like, Wait, I need to tell you something. I'm sorry. I know it was you all those years ago. I should have got you help. And she's like, What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, no child should have to see that. I didn't know what to do and it ruins your life. She's like, literally, I don't know what you're saying. Nothing ruined my life. And then he finished, to see your mother that way. It's what she wanted. You understood. She was in so much pain. Gina, still, not one clue. But I do. I think I do. But we'll come back to that. He's like, apple blossoms. You remember the apple blossoms everywhere that spring? And she's like... Um, Once sure. Again, then he dies. What the fuck? <laughs> then she's sobbing on the floor. She hears a car pull up outside, and it's Lenny. Gina walks out, and before she says anything, she has this flashback of them swinging on a swing, and the apple blossoms were falling all around them. Their mom comes outside. She's like, it's time for dinner. And then memory, boom, done. She snaps back to reality, and she's like, oh, Lenny, hey, great. Glad you're here. Dad's dead. She runs inside and she's like, have you called 911? And Gina's like, no. I mean, he's super dead, so why would I do that? <laughs> Lenny's upset she didn't get to say goodbye. And Gina's like, there was no goodbye. He was talking crazy about something he thought I understood, but I didn't. And then I was like, ah, I'm getting this. Lenny says, we need to call an ambulance and get our story straight. Like, what? He is an old dude. He had cancer. He had, like, hardly any time left. He had chronic chronic heart heart stuff yeah yeah like oh that's right not cancer that was mom he died he was an old man with a bad heart and he died you like there's no story you have to get straight she's like we've got another body here i'm like okay but this one i think (laughs) is a little understandable okay we all agree on that Gina flips out and tells her to, you know, stop. Stop with this fucking, we gotta do this and that. Stop ordering me around. She's pointing a gun at her. She's means business this time. I was like, where did the gun come from? Who knows? Same place the knife went. Gina has (laughs) hiding places all over her. And she's like, we aren't doing anything ever again. Why did you kill Dylan? Lenny denies it. And Gina's like, "Uh, actually... I was with him and he told me that you did this. And Lenny, then she's like, okay, okay, you got me. New story. He attacked me. It was self-defense. And Gina's like, I loved him. He was so good to me. And you couldn't stand that I had happiness apart from you. 
At that moment, Lenny knocks the gun out of Gina's hand and they start girl fighting on the floor. And Gina kicks Lenny into the open fireplace. There's just an open fireplace. And boom, another fire starts because all the places around here are just literally made of kindling. Gina wants to grab the dad's body and get it out of there. But Lenny says, no, I'm not letting you go. Why don't you understand that I love you more than anything? And they're just staring at each other as the house is burning around them and the dad's body's on the kitchen floor. And that's where episode six ends. I want to go back real quick, though, to what the dad was talking about. My theory is... I think we both agree that dad drowned the mom because he wanted to put her out of her misery. I don't know about you, but those flashbacks look like she she's was fighting. Yeah. She was yeah. fighting. And she's... I don't think there's anybody like, unless he, unless he had like drugged her up and she was like heavy on pain medication. Who else would, it's a normal body response to fight exactly. if you're drowning. You want to breathe. Right. So uh, that seems like a terrible way to do that a mercy a, killing. That is a, <laughs> that is the worst mercy killing ever. The F plus on that. And it wasn't Gina that saw him do it. It was Lenny. And that's why Lenny is so fucked up. Because he thought that Gina was the one that walked in. He's the one that has thought Gina is messed up her whole life because of what she saw. And it's actually, it was Lenny that saw him drowning the mom. And she probably ran out like, Gina, you got to switch with me right now. Something, whatever, makes up some story. And of course, Gina is just going to go along with it. She switches with her. The dad comes out. Gina's dressed like the one he saw spying on him in the bathroom. And now he thinks he screwed Gina up forever. But in fact, it was Lenny that was the one that saw it. What do you think? There's so many things that will verify that. One, there's a scene when the girls are little and it's like supposed to be like right before, right after the mom dies and they're in their bedroom and Lenny says, we need to switch real quick. And they, she said the very oh, first shit. one, I she says, let's switch clothes. We need to switch clothes. Two, Lenny keeps having all these PTSD things about drowning yes. and the bathtub. And that's why the baby was in the tub. Maddie was in the tub and she let her, the sink and she about let her drown because she was freaking out about the water. So Lenny's got right. all these issues with water. So, yeah, there, I mean, there's all of that. And then, um, good. And Dina says during her big story, she says, Lenny was different after mom died. She never cried. She just, she completely changed after mom died. So, yes. Yeah, because she was traumatized because her daddy killed her mom. Like, wouldn't you wait till they were out of the house? Like, they, like, locked the bathroom door? Like, if you're going to be, they got to go to school. They were school age. (laughs) Like, well, I mean, I feel like this was done at night, but, like, maybe he thought they were asleep. Right. But, um, maybe. this Mercy drowning was quite loud and probably woke somebody up and they really? had to pee. I mean, I don't know. Was Claudia paralyzed by that point or was she not? No, I, because, no, because Claudia was not in a wheelchair at the mom's funeral. I don't. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah. So. That's right. That's right. So, right. Yeah. So, so they're probably like, oh, yeah. Gina paralyzed Claudia because she's got all this trauma from watching her dad murder Mm -hmm. her mom. But no, it's the other way around. And we just randomly yell her name whenever anything goes bad. Like, Gina! She did it. (laughs) It was totally Gina. I heard somebody say her name. Case closed. You know, when Kennedy was shot, I heard somebody yell Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Gina, what are you doing? Why did you kill the president, Gina? (laughs) 30 years before you were born. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The show is so dumb. 
I feel maybe we just like, are picking it. We're just we're thinking about it way too hard. I don't think we. It's like are. you said, if we had like, binged this in a weekend, we'd have been like, "Whoa, that was heavy. That was deep. I liked it." And now I'm like, "This but is." But I feel like the, there's. I feel like there's a lot that hit the edit, like the editing room floor. I feel like there there was things that were either sussed out, or maybe they just never were. I don't know, but I feel like there there's huge chunks of this that are missing. Or maybe the writing is just so bad they didn't realize huge chunks of it were missing. Like, was Matt <laughs> Bomer like, I don't know, I got some time between, you know, um, Doom Patrol and whatever movie I'm working on right now. I guess I can go do this piece of shit. I don't I'm like, what? <laughs> well, and he, do you think he's ever like, so what's my character's motivation? We don't fucking know. We don't have a clue, dude. Oh, okay. If cool, you could wing cool. it, Matt, that would be great. Cool. So you just want me to like stare my big blue eyes at, at everything? Yes, that's exactly what. Cool, cool. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. Where's my check? I mean, that works for me. Yeah. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks. It's been a great three days of filming. <laughs> that's oh, pretty much what it comes down to. Because if they if they spend any more than that on this, oh God help. And the lady me. that okay. plays Floss, I loved her on Shit's Creek. I. But, I love her, actually. But I feel like, do you think that, like, she's like, this is my big break. You know, I was just a side character on Shit's Creek that showed up, like, way, like, into it a little bit. But she's like, this is going to be it. I'm playing this dramatic role. I'm a very hard-nosed detective. And they're like, it's such a joke. Like, I don't even know. Oh, when um Lenny was telling her the story about how she got the check and Floss was like, <gasps> Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like they were at the improv cellar and Floss was just yes and in her through this story. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Okay, and everybody. And what happened? And then? <laughs> and, and then? then? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I this thinking... show is good for nothing but a laugh. I will say that. I think Michelle Moynihan, like the Lenny Gina girl, I think she, they gave her the script and said, you get to play two characters, two completely different characters. And it'll be so much filming. You're going to make so much money because you're going to have to, you're going to be number one and number two on the call sheet every day. And it's going to be like such a big, deep character development. You're like, there's so much character work you're going to do. And she's like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to do it. So what we're going to need you to do is um, braid your hair. And then tomorrow we're going to need you to <laughs> put black eyeliner not, on. Not braid and like not braid your hair. And she's like, okay, that okay, so but where's the character stuff coming? Oh, we we scrapped that. Just just braid your hair. <laughs> they're they're gonna do that in the makeup trailer. You're a good I girl. Mean, you, you can throw in an accent if you wanted to. You don't have to. I mean <laughs> I mean Bomer's not. Bomer's not. <laughs> so he said it's he not some, his contract. He sometimes so. does, sometimes he forgets where we are in the setting. It's Nobody fine. else in this town has an accent. So it's good, girl. You're fine. Oh, you just do you, Michelle. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, okay. All right. Your last gotta... big thing was pixels, honey. Go sit down. <laughs> All right. Oh. oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, what What year would they have been 16? In the 90s. Sometime in the 90s. Like, 94-ish. When did Clueless come out? 94? Uh... 94 95 i think i've came out like when I, after my senior year i want to say 95 95 yeah yep. it's 95 because it, it wasn't big uh, when i was in high school i feel like yeah so it had to come out like that summer or something i was 16 it was huge when i was in high school um 
Okay. Hey, well, you know what? If you want to tell us what movies were huge when you were in high school, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, 10 Things I Hate About You, She's All That, those type of things. Those were real big when I was in high school. Mine were um, Reality Bites, which I went and saw the theater at least um, 12 times. (laughs) I loved that movie. That was like the thing. My friends and I, we went and saw that so many times. Romeo plus Juliet was one of my favorite movies when I was in high school. I saw Mm -hmm. it like five times in the movie theater. I I mean, Wayne's World came out when I was a freshman. (laughs) I was a freshman. Um, God, it's so long ago. I can't remember. I know. That's all. I, 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 Reality Bites is the only one that sticks out because I watched that my junior year so many times, like so many times. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Reminisce with us. Tell us things that were big when you were in high school, movies. And I was wrong. I just Googled 10 things I hate about you, and I was most definitely in college. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. I don't even know when Stephanie came out. But if you want to tell us what your favorite movie was when. You were in high school. You could tell us in several different places. Why don't you let us know where those are, Tiffany? Uh, yes, you could tell us that on our website at thatsooriginalpodcast.com. Send us an email at thatsooriginalpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook and Instagram and check out our awesome memes that are super fun at That's So Original Podcast. You can go on Twitter, um, pay $8 and become us, I guess, if you wanted to. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you better say you're a parody account <laughs> or you're uh, going to get thrown up. At That's So Pod on Twitter, say hey to Elon for us. You can like us and review us on iTunes. You can follow us and support us on Spotify and Stitcher. I almost said Distractify and I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make that a thing. What could it be? And I think there is. I think there's a certain place like a website, oh. but like a, it does like the onion type things. Anywho, oh, okay, never mind. Um, but I think that's all the places. Yes, that's all the places. I wasn't listening, so sure. I'm sure you covered them. All. I don't. I don't keep a list. I just run through them in my head. So hopefully, if not, I mean, you haven't reached out to us yet. So if I missed one, yeah, so <laughs> I'm sure this, uh... <laughs> this is not gonna. <laughs> this isn't gonna mess with you. Okay. Anyway, yeah, and let us know if you dressed up as a character from your favorite movie and went to a weird Halloween party outside of a church. All right, everyone. Well. This um, shit show is almost done, so we'll be looking for suggestions. Maybe you've never given us any in the past. I mean, that's not true. There have been one or two people who have suggested things. Thank you very much to the two people I can think of off the top of my head that have done so. Anyway, so next time is going to be the season finale of Echoes, and we will... Talk to you then, whenever that may be. Bye. 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 Bye.